Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of the Masterclass podcast. How are you? Great. All right, Dave, how's it going? <laughs> I'm doing really well. It's good to be back. It is. We, uh, we took one week off there in the middle between episode 10 and episode 11, but we are back and we are pretty excited to get uh, episode 11 to you guys. So, Dave. Yes. Before we get into follow-up. Uh-oh, what? Uh, <laughs> I want to ask you about some technology. Technology? Yes. Dave's favorite subject. You I'm, know what? I don't even know if the little one or the little zero is on or off. <laughs> on the switches? <laughs> on the switches. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're going to have an opinion on this. Oh, okay. Uh, I want to talk about Bible apps on your phone or your oh, tablet. Okay. So, are you a version user? Do you use a different application on your phone? I am a version user. How do you feel about version, Dave? Uh, I actually like it. Um, I feel like this is a trick question. No, no, I just I want to know your opinion before I state mine. I, I like it. I'm a pretty simple person. Um, I will say that I have an iPhone 6, so... I'm spoiled. Um, and the version that I have on iPhone 6 has been one of the better versions that I have ever used. So, but I don't use it, like, I, I'm, I'm very simple. I basically use it for a reading plan. Mm-hmm. And not to, uh, I'm not trying to impress anybody, but because of that app, I have... I'm coming up on two years of reading the Bible every day. Oh, wow. So now when I say that, I've, I've read the every day. I will miss, like in a week, I may read five days of the week, but I do all seven of my days in those five days. Uh-huh. And so um, like I read through the, I started with reading through the Bible, which took about, I think was a year. Uh-huh. And I really like that. I chose the chronological so yeah, like that's a daunting thing to take on. I just started one. Did you? And so and then I've done a couple of different things and um so um I like it for um I like it for keeping me on track with reading plans. And again, I'm I'm really not trying to impress anybody. It is more just a that is a desire of mine that I've mm-hmm. tried to do. And so like the most recent plan that I did was Psalms and Proverbs. And I just finished Psalms uh, for the first time through. So I'm like 150 some days, 156 days through. So like what? Every time you get through Psalms, you've read Proverbs five times. <laughs> wow. So I'm through Psalms once and Proverbs like, yeah, because yeah, thirty-one versus one hundred. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I mean for that aspect, I really like it. Now look, I don't like it necessarily for church on Sunday morning to look up a verse. Uh-huh. I I'm that aspect, or even there there are a lot of things that I like about having a Bible in my hand. And this, but this is just I don't know. So anyway, I like it. What yeah, are your thoughts? Are, well, <laughs> as I've rambled on about it now. So, I for a long time I used the ESV Bible app. Which I really like, um, and I'll explain more of why in a minute. But then uh, there there was not 
any reading plan support in the right. ESV. It was just the, the text, and, and I was like, well, it was it was going to Lent, and I was like, I really want a reading plan, and I know that version has one, and so I, re- I downloaded version, and they had the, a reading plan. N.T. Wright did a Lent reading plan, 53 days. So it, all the Lent, all the way through the full week after Easter. So it just ended this weekend. Cool. Um, and I got the whole thing, and I really liked the reading plan, um, but I st- it's such an ugly app. <laughs> it's it, it to me, it's like the the app equivalent of ESPN's homepage. It's just information <laughs> just splattered just, everywhere. Like you you use it enough, you know where to look. Sure. But if you were to show someone the ESPN website. That wasn't used to like the internet. It, it, it's total information overload. That is, there's yes. moving things. There's ads here. There's links here. There's pictures here. There's a scroll thing there, and it's just crazy. And I feel that way a lot about the Uversion app. Um, whereas the ESV app, which just came out with reading plans today, yes, I got an email about it. And I re-downloaded yes. the app, and it's so much prettier. Is it? It yeah. It's. Uh, where where the U version app is loads of information. There's 95 million things you can do. You can send out pictures, which we do. We use that to send out pictures on our Twitter account. And churches will do live events with you. I mean, it's a really powerful app. And I don't want to tell people not to use it. I just think from a purely aesthetic standpoint, the ESV app is so much better looking. <laughs> and it actually looks like a Bible. Like, and this is this is the one menu that they have. It's clean. It's easy. Yeah, and, and then oh look, you want a reading plan? Oh, check it out! Really cool photos and a little bit of a parallax effect to choose from the plans. It's just so much more pretty. Yeah, <laughs> and obviously with the U version, you get all sorts of Bible trans, different translations. You get all sorts of ephemera that don't come with the ESV app. But I'm an ESV guy. Have been, probably always will be, and so I just. I realized that today I was like, man, I'm about to delete you version off my phone because ESV just improved their app dramatically. Yeah. Um, so I just, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on what you used and um, those of you listening, we'd love to know your thoughts on, do you use the Logos app? Do you use, I think there's a couple other ones. Do you not use an app and you just use a traditional paper Bible, which, you know, me and Dave both, uh, appreciate yes and enjoy but we'd love to know what your thoughts are am i crazy for thinking that uversion is an ugly app <laughs> i'm anyhow let us know on twitter sounds good at masterclass fm on twitter at masterclass fm yeah yes give us give us a version plus one esv whatever <laughs> i don't know you, re- not- you read the original greek because you're a scholar <laughs> i do like having the option of being able to look at other Versions. I do. I have NIV is generally what I read. Then I'll do ESV. I do New Living Translation. Mm-hmm. I do King James Version, and then I do the Message. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, the, I'm a I'm a big New Living Translation fan, simply because of how I mean how easy it is. Like I I was able to give a coworker a Bible last week. And his, his biggest complaint was he just didn't understand it. He said, it makes no sense. I can't understand it. And I gave him the New Living Translation, and he was just like, oh, 
okay. He's like, I can do this. And he plowed through the first like 30 chapters of Genesis over a weekend. <laughs> That's cool. He's like, it's a book. I'm going to start at the beginning. And I was like, <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I suggested Mark. He just started at the beginning, which is awesome. And he's, you know, he's, he's 19. So he has that youthful fervor of going for it. But for him, I mean, all it took was a switch from the Bible that he grew up with, which is like, I think it was like a new King James. Mm-hmm. And he read that he, he got the NLT and he's just like, okay, I can do this. This makes sense. I understand yeah. what's going on. So, kudos to that as well. Yeah, and I'm just a creature of habit. Grew up, or yeah, I guess grew up reading NIV, and like the scripture that I do have memorized is in the NIV. And so when I read it in a different translation, it always That's not right. Doesn't sound quite right. But there's I I don't know. So yeah, no, I like. ESV and New Living Translation are both good, so... Yep. All right. Follow-up time? Follow-up time. Follow-up. All right. So, <laughs> we got an email from a friend of mine, and he wishes to remain anonymous, so we shall call him... Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. That's the best... I don't know. We'll go with it. He'll appreciate that. Uh, so, Jerome said... That uh, he listened to the podcast while he was on a run, which <laughs> good good for you for running. Uh, I should probably do that. Yeah, I know. But my knee, my knees hurt just thinking about it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, he says on the subject of who our enemies are, I think at the most basic level there are two kinds of enemies: those people that are different from us, and those people that are very similar to us. And this kind of gets to the point that my sister Rachel was making um, yep. about people that she sees a lot of herself in and she just wants to she's um what's the word not violent but um overly uh judgmental and rude or mean to because they remind her of of herself um says so he, uh, he continues to say we create enemies out of those that are different because we fear what is different for example i might fear the muslim man who lives in saudi arabia because he's entirely foreign to me uh, a real world, world example for my life could probably be homosexuals i grew up fearing homosexuals because i didn't know any and i believed the stereotype that was taught to me on the other hand we fear those who are similar to us because they remind us of a part or parts of ourselves that we don't like so we vilify them as a self-defense mechanism and i just think to me, that was a, a very concise and well-said point of I th- what I think we were, especially Rachel was trying to say in the last episode. Um, so it's, I'm glad that Jerome had similar <laughs> thoughts. Um, and moving on to the uh, discussion of praying for our enemies, he says that, he goes, I, and I think Jesus, completely agree that prayer is a large part of the answer to how we respond to our enemies. However, I think one thing you guys could have emphasized more is the power that prayer has on the one who says the prayer. Uh, I like a C.S. Lewis quote that says, I pray because the need flows out of me all the time, waking and sleeping. It doesn't change God, it changes me. To me, he's saying, I don't pray to change the external world or the other person. I pray to change myself. Uh, I think in praying for my enemies, I become more aware of my faults, why I might view them as an enemy and why they might view me as an enemy. This helps me view myself in a different light and change, and it helps me to view my enemy in a different light and brings a new understanding. He becomes less foreign, and I can view him as a person. Yes, I think that is very well said. 
Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, and I appreciate him bringing that point to the table because uh, I know for me that was one of the things that I was uh, thinking uh-huh. but didn't necessarily articulate, and um, I I just I agree wholeheartedly with that and just appreciate him pointing that out because I, I truly do. It, 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 as, as you're praying for someone, particularly an enemy, um, very little to do. Well, I, I don't even going to say little to do. Um, it, 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 a, a major piece of that is changing my heart about that person or changing our hearts about that person. So, yeah, I, I just absolutely agree with that and appreciate it being mentioned. So thank you. Yeah, it's, I, I never really thought about it that way before. No? <laughs> Dave, I'm not right all the time. I'm wrong quite a bit. It's, kind of, it's a character flaw. Uh, no, like when you're, you're praying for enemies, it's, oh, God, change their hearts, you know, wake them up, mm-hmm. you know, and all this stuff. Uh, and even like ch- praying for people that you love, you know, you're kind of oh, like, yeah. like praying for your wife and you're like, uh, like I had an interview with the church back home in Detroit. And I didn't get the job, and my wife did not want to move, and I really did. And so part of my praying for my wife was, dear God, <laughs> change her mind. Like, help her see the light. We are going to Detroit, and it's good. And I didn't get the job, and, you know, so even in even in praying for someone that I care about deeply, it was me asking God to just change them, as opposed to say, God... Well, and I'm certainly guilty of that. Well, and, and but to me, like, it wasn't like when I'm praying for my wife, I didn't see that as a way for me to change. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and so having having um, this said so concisely is like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe even by praying for people that we love, especially our enemies, but even for people that we love, God can change us through praying for that person. And, and that should change my perspective uh, when I am praying, like, especially now that like I'm not going to Detroit, it's like, well, God, would you help us figure out what's next? Mm-hmm. Because we've been in limbo for a year and a half trying to figure out what's going on, and we could really use like a <laughs> you know pillar of fire in the night to just like <laughs> be nice. Um, so I just think from yeah uh, from a a theological point, it's accurate. But I think from a practical standpoint too, that's something that I need I needed to hear um, so that I might um, begin to pray differently for other folks um, so I think that's it for follow up unless you wanted to comment on anything else that our dear friend Jerome said uh, Friend know, of the show, Jerome. <laughs> no, I just, I, I guess I want to say thank you to the people that uh, have expressed to me that they listen and just are, have kind of expressed that um, they may not text or tweet or whatever, but they are listening. Uh, so we are very grateful for those folks who do listen and um, uh, just would encourage people to um, you know, kind of like Jerome here, if, if you don't want us to mention your name or if you don't want to be specifically identified, but you have something that you'd like to share, we're more than willing to, to do that of just kind of 
uh, share the, the, the question that you have or the insight that you have uh, because, um, I don't know, we're just a couple of guys talking about Jesus and we'd appreciate the input that other people have. So feel free to, to let us know what you think or what you wish we would talk about because we'd love to um, hear from you. Definitely. Dave? I have some breaking news. You have breaking news. Breaking news. This just in. <laughs> I'm touching my right ear like I'm in a newsroom. Remember last episode when we said that we were going to give away a book? I do remember One that. One of our favoritest books of all time. Yes. If I can use such a terrible word as favoritist. Well, we have a winner. We do have a winner. And that winner has been decided via a random number generator, <laughs> which is very high tech. Yes. It's on the internet. Dave... Who's the winner? Gretchen Gaskins Woo! is our winner. So congratulations, Gretchen. Yes, you've won yourself a copy of a great book. We will be in contact with Gretchen. With Gretchen, because she has the option. She has the option of a hardcover. She has the option of the audiobook, or she even has the option of an ebook if she'd prefer. Ooh. So we will be in contact with you, Gretchen. Actually, by the time this airs, you'll probably already know you have won. Yes. Because we record on Tuesdays, but the shows don't go up till Friday mornings. So, congratulations, Gretchen. And thank you to all the people that participated. All five of you. We are grateful. No, I'm, I'm not being sarcastic. That's, that's five people that took the time out of their day to play the game. Yes, I, and so, I would agree. Uh, I am thankful to you all, and... Um, Sorry for the four people that lost. If we were rich, we could give all five of you a copy, but not rich. we're not. We, we don't make any money. So, you can always... <laughs> so, anyways, Gretchen won. Yay for Gretchen. Now, if you wanted to get in contact with us, oh, say, to share your thoughts on the show, to l- tell us about your favorite Bible app, or to enter any future contests we may or may not provide... <laughs> You can do so on Twitter, at MasterclassFM. You can get Dave on Twitter, at 10.8HBO. That's T-E-N, the number 8, and the letters H-B-O. I kind of want to call you 10 Ocho HBO. <laughs> 10 Ocho. exotic. 10 Ocho. You can get me on Twitter, at Cam Brennan. You can also find our Facebook page, facebook.com slash MasterclassFM. And lastly, if you wanted to email us, because that's more your style, well, you can always email us at masterclassfm at gmail.com, and we will respond, I promise. All right, I think that's that's it for the beginning of the show, Dave. You know, the other thing I will say, though, that we may, I don't know if we've mentioned or not, is what if somebody's sitting around at about 8, 8.30 on a Tuesday night, and they would like to see us actually doing this live I, is that possible for them yes, to look in? It's and very see? possible. What uh, do they have to do? Slightly creepy, but no. Okay, so <laughs> if we record on Tuesday nights, around about eight fifteen to eight thirty, we get started. It just depends on on the week. That's Central Time. Yes, Central. Yes, Central Time. Uh, there's this fancy app called Periscope. And pretty much what it lets us do is live stream video from my iPhone to the world. So if you follow at MasterclassFM on Twitter, which is us, and you look at our little stream on a Tuesday night, a little tweet will pop up that says, Hey, 
episode, whatever, is going live right now with the link. And you click on that link, and you are magically transported into my office above my garage. I'm doing it right now. Where Dave and I sweat it out because it's really warm right now, and I don't know why. It's only 62 degrees today. So right now, there are people watching. Hi, Internet. So if you wanted to stare at us, Dave's, you know, always in his K-State gear. Yeah. (laughs) But you could do that. That's telling me I have to create an account, which I don't have time to do right now. So, all right. I'll I'll hit cancel. (laughs) All right. So I think that's it for our little social media advertisement. Sounds good. Dave, what are we talking about tonight? Uh, That's a good question. What are we talking about? (laughs) Um, I think we moved on to chapter six of Matthew, haven't we? We have. We have finished the first chapter. That we decided to cover. So, we are talking about Matthew 6, 1 through 4. And we're going to be talking about um, giving and our motivation for why we give. Would you like me to read the text? I would love to read the text, Dave. (laughs) All right, so we're going to start with Matthew 1, or I'm sorry, Matthew 6, 1 through 4. Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus, when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. That's our text for tonight. All right. So what does Jesus mean when he says, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing? That seems... <laughs> not possible. No. And I'm not I'm not ambidextrous, so you would think that would be... <laughs> I'm taking this a bit literally, I right. think, for the point of mild humor, but what is, what's, what's he getting at when he says that? I, I think um, humility... Is probably at the one of the things is is to give humbly. Um, I think the other thing is to give out of a uh, desire uh, to bless others. It's a desire to um, give back to God and not to do it uh, for the benefit of anybody else. Um, I I think I think this is an example of 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 a, of a metaphor. Um, I don't know that it's quite possible for. I don't think for your for your left hand to not know what your right hand is doing, but um, it's a sense of just of of giving um, because of what you have, giving because you are blessed. And um, not just because you're blessed materially. I mean, um, Jesus tells us of the the widow who gave her two copper copper coins, and it was basically all she had to give, and she gave it joyfully. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Of um, and you know the other thing is, is I don't think you're impressing anybody <laughs> when you do this. 
you know, take it for a very real practical standpoint. If you're given just for the sake of giving, well, maybe that's not totally true. Maybe people are enamored by that. I don't know. But I think God desires for us to give um, from a place of, of humility and a desire. I think I, I also believe that giving is an act of worship, very much so. Mm-hmm. And just kind of saying, God, I love you. I thank you for what you've done for me, and I want to do this. And so I think that's what it means to not know what one hand is doing from the other. Yeah, I think um, there's almost like a an air of spontaneity about it. Mm-hmm. Because like the first couple of verses is all about scheming to give so that you would receive praise from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and in one way to really, I mean, not let one part of your body or is not to scheme. Mm-hmm. Like you see a need, you meet a need. And yeah, so that's true. There's no thought. There's no, it's... how can I do this in a way that <laughs> is going to both help this person, but also maybe make me look good in the process, you know? Um, and so I don't know if I'm reading too much into that, but like uh, if there's, if it's just a uh, see a need, meet a need um, type of, of giving, it's you're not, there's not enough time for you to twist it and go, how can I make this about mm-hmm. me? Um, which, you know, even the nicest of people are guilty of from time to time. Selfishness is uh, a nasty thing that is very hard to kick. Um, and so I, I think just, yeah, based on the context of um, what this little brief snippet is saying is, it's, to me, it's all about yeah motivation and scheming. Yeah, and I, the thing that I think that I have a tendency to do is it's not so much about what the left hand or the right hand is doing or like, hey, look at me, what I'm doing. Uh, But I think about the tax write-off when I'm giving, (laughs) which I don't think that's part of it either. I don't think we're supposed to be thinking about the tax write-off. We forgot our tax (laughs) write-off receipts for all the donation stuff this year when we did our taxes. Oh, no. I was not pleased. So yeah, I mean, that's a definite benefit, but I don't think that should be our motivation for it. And yeah, no, I think that's a. I find myself doing that. Yeah. All right. So, on on the heels of that, how do we check our motivations regarding our good deeds if we are to to give and to serve? Um, so that it's not about us. Sound no trumpet before you. Uh, I want someone to do that sometime. <laughs> like when they come into a restaurant. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> now entering. That would be uh, pretty cool. But how do we, um, if if we truly want to to give and to serve to glorify God, how do we fight against the uh, ever present desire to make ourselves look good in the process? Yeah. Because I know I struggle with that, and I don't think I'm alone. No, I no definitely not alone. Um, I, again, I, I think it's a it's not something that happens in the moment. I think it's a, a condition of our heart and who we are, and um, very much um, our 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 faith journey 
is a relationship with God, and it's, um, you know, if, if just like everything else that we we've talked about, if I'm trying to will it myself, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's 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 one more piece of our journey, one more piece of our daily life that we live, that we have to surrender to Him, to God, and. Um, I, I, I don't think you can, um, you can't, it, it's just that whole, you can't really fake it sort of a thing. It's, it's the overflow of your heart. And, um, you know, I've, I've had those moments where, um, I've, I've been able to do, um, anonymous giving, uh, for somebody else and been, uh, blessed by that in a way that I didn't expect to be blessed. And, um, you know, I, w- one of the things that drives me, well, it doesn't drive me, one of the things I'm, I'm not a big fan of the whole bumper sticker that says, um, practice random, what is it? Senseless acts of beauty and random acts of kindness. And one, I don't know why, I don't like it. Because uh, it's stupid? Because it's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I don't like it. Um, to think that beauty is something that's random is... Well, that's... Uh, yeah. Or, or senseless or, you know, it's just... Well, it's an atheistic viewpoint. Exactly. Or exactly. Or agnostic viewpoint as well. But it's not It's not a Christian viewpoint. There's. And that's the thing. It, 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 and it's just that, you know, God... And this is one of the things that I just... For anybody that is that is listening and desires to know more about him is he is such an active part of our lives today. And um, he you can know the creator of the universe, which is just an incredible thing, in that our day-to-day decisions that we make and the things that we do have eternal significance, and that very much we have access to to the Holy Spirit who can live our life with us. And that is why it's not senseless. It's why it's not random. It is very much a part of his plan. And I know that for many people, they probably don't feel that way. But I would, I, I guess I would suggest that giving is one of those practical things that you can do that turns your focus towards others and not yourself. And again, uh, given a way that um, you see a need, you meet the need. And I would even challenge people. I actually hate challenging. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's so because it, buzzword. It's kind of contrived as well. But just be receptive to the Holy Spirit and just say, God. I see this need. I feel like I can meet it in a very physical, real, material way. And I'm open to doing more. You know, that whole, well, I can throw 20 bucks in. I can give 10 bucks or I can do whatever. Do something above and beyond what you think um, you would normally do that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. Find that number one that makes you a little bit uncomfortable. And then uh, go do it. And um, I just think God's going to meet you there. And I'm not talking, I'm, I'm definitely not, 
talking about a prosperity gospel or anything like that, where if you give a hundred dollars, God will bless you with a thousand. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the farting preacher videos on YouTube? Can I say who it is? Yeah, Robert Tilton. <laughs> yes. Glory to God. Woo! Oh, I can feel the spirit. <laughs> That is uh, definitely going to the show notes. Yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, you got to post that. <laughs> yeah. That is, for, that is for sure. Because what, uh, wasn't he, he a prosperity guy? Or, yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, you could send him money, and he'd send you like a little prayer towel. He was oh, one that like he would literally put his hand up, and then you were supposed to put your hand on the TV, and you would receive the, the blessing through the television. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. And he was on in the wee hours of the morning asking for your money. So, which There's I guess is... a whole is other topic is TV. Evangelism. <laughs> so, you know, LifeChurch.tv, the people that do the Uversion app. Mm-hmm. Craig Rochelle's church from Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. As soon as SNL ends, Craig Rochelle comes on. Oh, really? Yeah. So I'll be sitting there watching Saturday Night Live. I'm here? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And SNL ends. They do the credits. Everyone's hugging and all that stuff. Commercial. Craig Rochelle's yelling at you on TV. <laughs> Just like, this is awkward. <laughs> and so I, I, I usually spend like five or ten minutes watching, and I'm just like, I, I can't handle this. And then I go to bed. Yeah. Because it's late. Um, but I just, the whole TV thing, I don't understand it. But he gets piped around the country anyhow, so. Yeah. They have a, they have their own satellite dish that beams him all over the country. Like, <laughs> his own enormous giant satellite dish that they bought. Uh, <laughs> we need to move on before I... Because I know people that go to the church and love it. Right. Oh, yeah. It's just, I, I don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, I, I guess I'll just come back to... I I believe that if you give and you give from a on a sacrificial level and for each individual that's probably different what it means to give sacrificially. Um basically you're go back to your economics one on one opportunity cost. You gotta give up something for something for something else. And if you're willing to give up what it is that you could spend that hundred dollars on for somebody else to be blessed by it. Uh I'm pretty confident that God will, will on, well, it says, I mean, it even says in this verse that we read, um, that you give, that your giving may be in secret and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And again, that's not your motivation, but that's just kind of the God that we serve. He's like, uh, the way I've heard it always said is you can't out give God. And I, I really do believe that. And don't always practice it. And I guess maybe I don't believe it if I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> conceptually i believe it i don't always practice it so um yeah i you know god's got all the money he needs so there's a quote from bono um i think it's from the rattle and hum mm-hmm. album so late 80s and it's on uh Is it Bullet the Blue Sky? I think it's Bullet the Blue Sky. And he's like, 100. Is that 200? Yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah, but then he but then he says, uh, 
I don't know about you, um, but my God's not short on cash. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. like, oh, singer, <laughs> sick burn, bro, sick burn. The God I'm not short on cash. Yeah. Yeah. That's always stuck with me. But uh, on the on the uh, idea of rewards and, and God who sees in secret will reward us, how do we teach ourselves to enjoy the rewards of God over the instant gratification of praise from others? Say that again. How do we teach ourselves to enjoy the rewards that God has for us over the instant gratification of praise from others? Um, this I I would say that for me, um, I I describe myself as a people people pleaser, and this is probably one of the hardest things for me is I want people to like me particularly like my bosses, people that are important in my life, mm-hmm. uh, have an in, influence over me. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I, I guess I'll just, I'll just say I struggle with this because I find myself getting way too caught up in what somebody thinks about me or their opinion of me and not being able to just surrender to what God thinks of me and putting that first above others. So, um, again, in my, in my heart, in my brain, as I'm thinking this, it's like, yeah, I want to please God more than I want to please people. But if I'm honest, my actions clearly show Mm -hmm. that I want to please other. I mean, that's like the biggest stress for me. The big, the thing that, well, not the big, one of my top, stressors is you know thinking that I've done something to, to make somebody think less of me or not um, uh, not uh, think highly of me or whatever mm-hmm. um, and so for me personally I'm just I'm I'm learning how to surrender to God and just say, uh, Lord, I, I'm literally, I'm letting go of this. I've laid at your feet. This is clearly something that, um, I hold on to that. I, um, I know what I should do and yet I don't do it. And it's one of the things that I'm asking for him right now to, uh, to change me. And it's not so much for me about giving and having people, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't think I do a whole lot of giving where I feel like it's done because people are going to like me if I give. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's because so much of our giving is done online <laughs> and things like that. So it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy giving from that sense. Um, for me, the, the, the um, accolades from another human being come from um, job performance, being a good person, being likable. Uh-huh. And, um, so I, I, I think it is a surrender. It's acknowledging that it's, it exists in my life and, um, giving it up to God and asking him to, to change me and have my desire to, um, please him and not people. So, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just... I suck at giving. <laughs> I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a compassionate person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very selfish when it comes to money. I want to buy the things that I want to buy, and I don't want to give other people money. And, and Meredith is very not that way. Um, I think that's the first time I've ever used her name on the podcast. Yeah. The secret's out. <laughs> um, you know, like, she's always wanting to... support this and, and and do that and give money to this cause and um, I'm just kind of like but that could buy me these things <laughs> that I want um, and you know a lot of times begrudgingly I'll just say yeah that's fine go ahead and write the check or um, like to the point where like we, we sponsor a, a, a girl in Kenya mm-hmm. through World Vision it's like 35 bucks a month like it's not a lot of money um and she's like, oh, I want to send her all these really nice things for Christmas. And I'm like, no. <laughs> How horrible is that? She, she wants to spend like 20 extra bucks on this Kenyan girl who could really use it. And I'm just like, mm, yeah, I'd rather spend it. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm so glad that going to hell and going to heaven <laughs> is not based on it's Your just deeds. Yeah, because like I say it out loud and I'm just like, I'm a horrible person. I'm so selfish when it comes to money. Um, oh man, I just God, I just get mad at myself. <laughs> and so I think the issue for me is obviously I love the gratification of of other people saying, "Oh wow, look at Cam, he you know doing this that other thing." But I think more so in the case of giving, for me, it's the gratification of what I can buy myself. Oh, I can go buy that new app play with it oh i can i can buy that new movie oh i can buy another six pack of beer or you know whatever it is that my heart is set on right um and thank god the apple watch costs as much as it does (laughs) because there's no way that i can afford that if it was like 200 bucks i would just be like so obsessed with getting an apple watch but because it's 400 dollars, i just it's it's just kind (laughs) of you know that's never gonna happen um but I know that if it costs less, I would be obsessed with it until I got it. Yeah. Like, well, and eventually it's going to. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the... So I think for me, the the uh, the fight is not so much with from the praise of other people, which, I mean, is still something that I enjoy. But when it comes to giving, um, especially money, um, the struggle is with the satisfaction of spending that money on myself mm-hmm. and not somebody else and seeing it as a waste to spend it on somebody else when really it's a waste of stuff that I don't really need yeah so that's the bigger struggle for me and I think um, I'm kind of stubborn I don't know if you've picked up on this yet <laughs> uh, and I think the the way that I am learning or, or even beginning to learn that God, God's rewards are, are greater than whatever it is I can buy myself is that the things that I buy myself never fulfill me the way that I expect them to no. or hope that, or, yeah. or that I want them to. And so I think just over, you know, <clears throat> the course of my life, the, the times that I have given, I have served, I have been able to bless somebody else 
with time or work or money, um, the rewards from those, it's always a much um, truer good feeling than that lasts as opposed to, the, oh, I got the new, the new greatest app for this. And after a while, the, the buzz wears off. And it's still a good app, but it's not as exciting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, wow, I was really able to go and serve this family and provide them with this, that, and the other thing. That always feels good. Even two years later, you can look back and go, I did the right thing. And right. God was honored. And the, whatever I would have I spent that money on would not have that lasting effect. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, the the best way to teach myself, to remind myself that God's rewards are better is just to look at my past and say, compare, you know? And it doesn't mean I, I still struggle with it all the time. Um, but it's a helpful reminder in the moment of stress to say, I'm pretty sure the reason I'm reacting so badly to this is because I know what I want and I know that what I want is not the right thing. Um, And so trying to remember in that moment that what God wants or how God wants to um, use me in the situation uh, is not always going to be my way. And then, you know, because God's not selfish for me. He's selfish for the good of mankind. Yeah. So I hope that made a lick of sense. <laughs> I felt like I was losing it there at the end. Well, and it just, I, you know, actually as you're saying that, what it reminds, what it reminded me of is, as I'm thinking about it, where I'm selfish is with my time. And that's, you know, that can be the same as, you know, like for me, giving, I'm not going to say it's always easy because I could, I don't give sacrificially like I truly could probably give sacrificial on a sacrificial level, but um, I find where I am not always so quick to is with my time. And I know that, well, that's one of the things that, again, kind of like, okay, God, <laughs> help me to be better about this. Of just, you know, when I've got an idea of what it is that I need to do and be doing, mm-hmm. and that gets interrupted by another person, I mean, I'm just like, it, it, it just I get angry. Yeah, I get angry, and it's hard for me to be in the moment of just, and so just learning to be like, okay, God, you, th- this part, you know, and don't don't get me wrong. Sometimes I think it's okay to say I don't have time to do this. I got to do these things, but for me, that's the way it is like 99% of the time. And I think there are just those moments where I need to go, okay, the task or whatever it is that I think is so important probably isn't. And I need to spend more time with this person and be okay with whatever, not getting done or not whatever it is that I think I need to do. And sometimes it's just, um, for me, much of that is, is just sleep. If my sleep gets interrupted <laughs> and well, just, yeah, well, especially with the schedule that you're yeah. on, I would, but just learning that, okay, sometimes I need to guard that and sometimes I need to just go, no, this is more important and I need to be receptive to it. So, I don't know. I'm a selfish person. I like to do things my way for me. <laughs> Make myself happy and comfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the American dream, Dave. Yep. All right, well. 
Time flies. Yeah. It's amazing how quickly this goes by. We gotta get an air conditioner in this room. <laughs> I'm actually all right. I'm sweating. <laughs> which I'm sure the listeners could care less about. <laughs> so, on that bombshell, Dave, I think that's it for this week. Episode 11. In, in the bag. In Yeah, in the books. In the books. That's what they say in the books. <laughs> in the bag. <laughs> it's all the same. I'm sure the kids will have a new phrase for it next week. 220, 221, whatever it takes. What does that even mean? Uh, 220, 221, whatever it takes. You're going to have to put this on the uh, uh, web page. And the show notes, what is it? The show notes, yeah. It's from Mr. Mom. Oh, gosh. And he's talking about redoing the electrical in the house. And the other guy's like, so are you making it all 220? And he's like, 220, 221, whatever it takes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's actually one of my favorite lines. 220, 221, it, whatever Mr. it takes. Is that Michael Keaton? Michael, yeah, Michael Keaton to yeah. Mr. Mom. So, yeah, that's like 30 years ago, probably before you were born. Well, I'm only 28, Dave, <laughs> so... Technically, before I was born. Man, that makes me. I really do want to know how long ago that was now. <laughs> well, while Dave is looking that up, I will say thank you for making it to the end of another episode. Uh, please do be in contact with us. We really enjoy uh, being able to interact with you guys, um, even if it is over uh, the internet. Um, let us know your favorite Bible app and why uh, on Twitter at MasterclassFM or shoot us an email, MasterclassFM at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Dave, have you found it yet? I did. It was 1983. Oh, yeah. So it's three years older than I am. Three years older than you are. Yeah. Wow. All right. So thank you all for listening. (laughs) We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.